0: I want to start off this episode with a little disclaimer for everyone. In this episode, Noah and I discuss a lot about OCD and mental health struggles that we have both experienced. And something that both of us have found helpful for our own coping mechanisms is to rely on humor. And in this episode, I just want to start off by saying that while we sometimes rely on humor to cope with our mental health challenges, this is not meant to make light of the matter in any way. And we both take mental health very seriously, as everyone should. For more resources about OCD, check out IOCDF.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Trying to Figure It Out. We have an interview today with my good friend Noah, who is also known as Good Boy Noah on socials. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you.
1: It's a real pleasure to be here.
0: I am so excited for this episode. Noah is honestly one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I've been laughing for the last 30 minutes since you just got to my apartment and talking (laughs) to (laughs) staff. No, I'm like so excited. I hope I can contain myself. We've been on a streak of really energetic, exciting episodes on this podcast. I focus a lot on mental health and, you know, things that can be kind of dark, but the last month I've really tried to be a source of positivity for people and just bring some fun to it because as much as I want to talk about the nitty gritty things that happen to us in our lives. I also really want to talk about fun stuff and people who are killing the game, living with anxiety, living with mental health issues, but oh. still having fun with it and still thriving and doing well. And I think that you're a perfect fit for that kind of guest.
1: Oh, I'm I'm glad you think I'm a perfect fit for someone with anxiety and mental health <laughs> issues. <laughs> You're right. You're so right.
0: (laughs) You have been having so much success on TikTok, so much success on Instagram. I feel like you're the poster child for like what everyone is trying to do in the real space right now. I feel like your reels have been going crazy. I've been seeing them everywhere. You got a Justin Bieber shout out recently. That's so sick. I'm jealous. You're really killing it i feel like i'm in the presence of a full celebrity right now
1: yeah i've been recognized like eight times so yeah i'd say so
0: <laughs> that's more than i have so you're already one step ahead but for my listeners who don't know Noah is a comedian and a music artist um
1: and puppeteer don't forget
0: and a puppeteer sorry can't forget the cheetah of course of course his videos are hilarious i'm excited to lean into that while we also get into the other sides of what your life is like and who you are on the inside but noah does these hilarious cheetah videos on his instagram and tiktok and everything and i want you to just start us out with telling us a little about it
1: yeah it's pretty much uh it's me and my my pal cheetah uh, hey. my puppet pal and he <laughs> just teaches me how to do everything <laughs> A lot of it's like cooking stuff And some other stuff But the cooking stuff is the easiest Because he knows like a lot about that sort of stuff Oh yeah, he really does He taught me
0: how to make salmon Hey yo Cheetah,
2: what's up?
0: I know this is pretty random,
1: but some guy down the street gave me a really nice piece of salmon.
2: That's pretty weird, but that's a nice fish. Let me show you a salmon dish that'll blow your mind.
1: Hell yeah, let me put on some pants and I'll meet you inside.
2: First thing, you got to pat it dry. Take olive oil and rub it on both sides.
1: OK, I rubbed it in.
2: What should we use to season it? We gon' make a little miso glaze. Take sake, beer, in the miso paste. Then you add a little sugar just to sweeten the taste a little soy sauce for the marinade.
1: okay it's been an hour 30 i'm
2: so psyched my nips are perky chill out man let your nips relax turn the oven on set broil to max
1: is it time to put it in the oven
2: hell yeah you could do it now and in 13 minutes you could take it out
1: wow
0: it's so juicy
2: yeah man this shit's delicious and you can do this with all kinds of fishes
1: did you make the salmon
0: of course it's my new go-to salmon recipe It's
1: miso glaze.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I also like the steaks
1: The steaks are good. We did we did ribs
0: You've done it all
1: we did uh, We just got a smoker. We got sent this smoker from this company called camp chef. That's They're fine. just like you wanna uh, you want a smoker? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like sure <laughs>
0: that's amazing so we're gonna go through some background info on noah and Just do a little rapid fire on who you are. So let's take it back to the beginning before you were known as Good Boy Noah. Where did you grow up and what was your hometown like?
1: I grew up in L.A. Oh. But you sound disappointed. No. No. I'm not. No, well, I was born in Toronto and then I moved to L.A. when I was four. So I grew up like on the west side going to private schools.
0: Relatable. uh, relatable <laughs> yeah
1: did you grew up here too
0: no i'm from new york but i grew up in like the suburbs of new york and nice. also went to private school so
1: yeah and then i go to like summer camp in massachusetts which one it's called camp lennox oh did
0: i you know went that? to camp in massachusetts too. which one cape cod sea camps okay r.i.p they actually went out of business recently which is kinda they sad. did yeah oh that's
1: was it all about the sea
0: oh yeah it was like sailing camp
1: I there was a beautiful lake on the camp I went to and I just never went in because I like am a terrible swimmer. That's fair. And I would like, I just wouldn't go in. And I regret it now because it was such a nice lake and they had like tubing and skiing and shit. Yeah. And then one time, like some of these older campers tried to like th- wake me up and like throw me in because like it was known <laughs> that I didn't go in. I was like, get off me. That's so fucked. Yeah. I would have been pissed. Yeah. But I grew up here in LA so I'm not like a transplant like most people. No, you, you're yeah.
0: born and raised. Well, not born, but raised. <laughs> I was raised. <laughs> you were raised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have any siblings?
1: I have a, bro- a brother who's four years older than me. Okay. And uh, we're like super close now. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Were you guys always close or not really?
1: I always like looked up to him and like loved him. But we when we were young, we'd fight a lot. Like, That's fair.
0: That's normal though.
1: Especially because he's such like a fucker. And like <laughs> I I've always been like, creative like sensitive kid and uh and one, one time like we were young and we were in our babysitter's like jeep and uh we just got slushies from Seven Eleven, and he was spitting spitballs back at me he was in the front and i was in the back and i was like just, just stop it stop it <laughs> and he kept doing it and like my mom my mom would always be like you just don't get riled up because that's what he wants from you. He wants a reaction from you, and but I, I didn't. Parenting one hundred and one. They yeah. always tell you not to. Yeah, react I know. I was like, like, no, I was too young to like get it, and so I kept getting mad, and then I threw my slushie at him in the front seat, <laughs> missed him, and it just went all over our babysitter's. Oh fuck! Uh, Jeep, and then it was bad. So we didn't get along, and then like as we got older, we. We're like super close.
0: That's awesome. I'm sure you guys like balance each other out now too, because you're like different personalities, but you get along well.
1: Yeah, and he's full in on like the other cheetah stuff. He's oh, like, I'm sure he's probably if something it. doesn't do well or as well as we thought, like on TikTok, he'd be like, "What's up with the algorithm, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's very like he's like really attentive keeping an to eye it. On it. That's amazing. Yeah, he like knows more than I do. <laughs>
0: He's, like, the one doing all the backlog, like, analytics and all that shit, and you're just out here making the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like,
1: data says 12 p.m. is a better time to post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, a more deep question. How would your parents describe you as a child?
1: Oh, man. Um, a <laughs> little bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, probably, like, silly. Sensitive, maybe. Um... Creative. I've always been singing. Like my mom said, I would like she'd hear me on the baby monitor singing in the crib. Stop. That's and she's amazing. like, oh, "That's pretty good." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like two years old. Yeah, and then like the, there's a story where I, I was in the, I was on a plane, and you know this like the old singer Robert Goulet, maybe I don't know. He's some old like 70s r- famous singer, and uh, we were sitting behind him, and I was just like singing, obliviously to anyone around me, mm-hmm. and then. They were like, Mr. Goulet, I, I'm so sorry for our son. And he's like, no, he's really good. <laughs> That's such a good yeah.
0: memory. What a core memory right there. Well, Do I, mean?
1: I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has yeah. it.
0: It's one of Maybe those memories that memory.
1: <laughs> you just get told over and over again.
0: Was your dream job as a kid to be a singer?
1: Well, I wanted to like, I guess my dream job would to be like in the NBA. But uh, <laughs> I'm too short, white and Jewish. But uh <laughs> unathletic can't really jump but i got a wicked jumper i was pretty focused on basketball um and then my mom was always like you got to try out for the musical in high school Mm -hmm. but it like coincided with basketball season and so i just did it to uh to appease her and then like i got a call back (laughs) <laughs> and then I was like, no, nah, I'm just gonna play basketball. <laughs>
0: Wait, you're you're literally Troy Bolton right now. Like you're doing. From high school music? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty like, much people Do I do the play? Do I do basketball? What do I do? Yeah, That's your life.
1: Yeah, people people do compare me to Zach Efron quite a bit. So.
0: <laughs> In middle school you started experimenting with garage band. What kinds of songs were you making initially? Like what was your sound?
1: Honestly, it was a lot like today like I I feel like I'm reverting back to middle school where I'm making like it was all silly songs like one of the song was bitch I know karate another one was fuck yoga and it was just (laughs) us like saying that yoga suck now I really like yoga it's really nice
0: can you sing me a little part of it
1: yeah it's like fuck yoga fuck yoga (laughs) (laughs) the chorus is just fuck yoga over and over again wow (laughs) wow so I was pretty ahead of my time but, um, <laughs> yeah, like, that's what we do during sleepovers. We just, like, make silly songs and, like, videos. I love it. Um, So now I feel like I'm just doing what I was doing in middle <laughs> school.
0: But I feel like that's, like, a sign that it was just natural for you. And now, obviously, the way you're doing it is so unique and people are eating it up. So I feel like you're just doing you, and that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, like, before that, I was – spending five years trying to be like a real R&B artist at a college. I was like, what do I want to do? Do I, I just, I want to do something creative. And I was like, Oh, I'll just make R&B music. Cause that's the music I like. I was already starting to make it in like the end of college, like ripping beats from SoundCloud. Yeah. And so it's just five years of me, like trying to do something that didn't really come naturally to me. Like the music came natural to me, but the whole artist part yeah like i'm an idiot and like super silly and i'm making r&b music and like i'm not a sex symbol
0: (laughs) well i think that's like the separation of like sometimes figuring out what your lane is like you can love something so much and it can still be inspiration to you because i feel like i'm gonna get real deep here but like your cheetah stuff does have r&b vibes to it for and sure like it is in a weird way kind of sexual like the way the cheetah talks is definitely like a sexual tone to it well, and i feel like that's like yeah. taken from the inspiration of r&b but like well that's just him way, he's,
1: he's very sexual uh that's true uh, <laughs> he is and very we can all sexual. look up to him <laughs> but uh no i mean it was good because i got like good at making music and like figuring out how to sing and sound good But yeah, so I'm glad I did it, but um, I'm happier that I figured out that I should be making silly stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I think you're killing it and people are loving it. And we're living in a time where we're like overly saturated with so much content and new stuff every single day. And it's like your stuff is actually like, we can be overly saturated with it and you can continuously keep posting and posting but yeah. every sound is different every audio is different and that's so different than what we're used to on TikTok where one sound blows up and then a million people create a sound to it like that's your audio and it's blowing up and it's just because of you like that's yeah. huge.
1: Yeah, I mean another saturated thing is just artists trying to blow up their song on TikTok and like I was trying to do that for a year. I I wasn't trying as hard as I people around me said I should be because I just knew it was just like, I just like didn't want to do it. Yeah. Um. And there's too many people trying to do it. And like kudos to you if you can, if you can get something going. But it's just like, yeah. no, for sure I just really. hated doing it. Like I hated being like, hey guys, like my new single's coming out. Like if you could hit the pre-save. I was like, I this is not fun to me. And this no. doesn't come natural to me.
0: It just sucks because it's become the music industry. It's like your creativity isn't enough. You now have to go overboard with finding ways to like boost your creativity on a platform.
1: Yeah. And it's like, how do you separate yourselves? How do you be creative doing that? Um, doing the pre hey, can you pre save my song? Like, yeah. Or <laughs> trying to just do a thousand posts, but the same song. No, literally. And then, and I was trying to figure out a way, at, like making music to like get my TikTok up. Cause yeah. everyone's like TikTok, 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 uh-huh. And, uh, and then I did like one, a funny R&B video, about like chips eating chips, uh, <laughs> And that, like, did really well. And I had, like, way more fun doing that than anything else. Yeah. Um, the I think rest it just took history. that to realize it. Yeah. And I then mean, Cheetah was like, man, you got to use me, man. He's like I, I like, I need to get on there. Yeah. He was just chilling. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, he's great. I wish he could have been here today. He was he was busy. Yeah, us. he's got a lot going on. He's a busy guy, but it's okay. We have Noah, and he's it's just great. Every,
1: he's second best. <laughs> Everyone loves Cheetah. <laughs>
0: One of the reasons why I started trying to figure it out was to create a platform to share stories about mental health. I feel like there's a lot of people who don't really want to go to therapy or who are in therapy or, you know, mental health obviously is just super stigmatized. It's a very taboo subject. People don't like to get super into it, especially in like a podcast space. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to start this. And I don't want to do it from the perspective of, being an expert or having it all figured out because that's the opposite of how I feel. I am actively trying to figure it out. With you, I would love to know if you'd be willing to share some insight on your own mental health and your experience with your mental health journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's dog shit. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: right there with you. This morning I was like, how am I going to get out of bed today? I don't know if I'm feeling it. Just not. Yeah,
1: you just got to do it, I think. I, but I have OCD, and it's um, it started when when I was 11 when my parents got divorced, and then I realized, oh, I, I don't have any control of my life. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't realize this at the time, but I was like, oh, maybe if I move this cup a bunch of times until I feel comfortable, <laughs> uh, that'll make nothing bad ever happen again. No <laughs> one.
0: I understand that. Yeah. I don't have OCD, but I have like little things that when I'm having anxiety, I do, and it makes me feel better in that moment. And like you, my parents got divorced at a super young age. I didn't ever see them fight, I didn't understand why they were getting divorced, and it just happened. And then my whole life changed like in the blink of an eye. And that's when I started having anxiety. So I yeah. relate to you.
1: Yeah. Well, how old were you? I was six. Oh, that's that's pretty that's younger. But
0: I don't even remember. it. I feel like for you, like you actually kind of remember it more than I do like that time. At yeah,
1: least. it was like it fucked me up. And I know it's like not the worst thing to happen in the world. <laughs> but like no, but when you're sucks. a kid um, and your whole life is like so insular and then everything changes, and you got to go back and forth and then you see your dad like or mom like not happy. Or dating. Oh, <laughs> dating. my God. This is a nightmare situation. Right when they split up or like pretty soon after. I was at to dinner with just my mom. And then at the bar is my dad. Stop. Yeah. With with a woman. No. And my mom's like, it's like psycho move. <laughs> She's oh like, oh, God. we should go say hi. Oh, my and God. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, it's daddy. <laughs> and <then laughs> so we go up and then he's like. I'm too young to realize what's happening, really. Yeah. Inside, I, you could tell he's like, Shitting oh, hi. <laughs> and then I'm like, why isn't he like excited to see me? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but it's just him being like so uncomfortable. Right. And then he's like, this is my son and my recently ex-wife. <laughs> like, as of <laughs> on, two months on ago. On my first date ever. Oh, my God. And whatever, it ends and we go back. And I was like, that was weird. <laughs> 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 like, not knowing why. But, yeah.
0: It's actually super interesting what you're talking about because I feel like you just expressed something that I feel all the time, which is that now looking back, like having divorced parents, I don't know if you relate, but I wouldn't want my parents to be married now. Like, I don't mind that they're not together. Honestly, if they were, I feel like they both wouldn't be happy and I'm totally fine with that. But when you're a kid, it's like you probably don't even know the trauma that you took home that night. Like the night that you saw your dad out with another woman, but didn't even know that that's what was happening. But you went home and you were like, why was my dad acting weird? Like, why was that awkward? Why was my dad not excited to see me? Like all those things as a kid, you probably took that home with you. And you were like, fuck, like, and that definitely probably impacted your anxiety and your mental health. And now looking back, you're like, oh no, my dad was just on a date. And it's easy to like compartmentalize when you have, the growth and the understanding of just life as an older adult. But like looking back, like those are all things that contribute to trauma that we have at young ages. It's crazy.
1: I mean, that's like part of it, but it's definitely just the abrupt, like, Oh, now your life's like totally different. Yeah. And it's like, not what you thought it was. And then I probably always had like the OCD in it, but that was like the catalyst that like let it loose.
0: Right. What allowed you to discover it. Yeah.
1: And it was pretty bad at first. Like I didn't know what it was. Like, one of the worst things, like, at night, I'd, like, lay my clothes out before bed. And if I didn't, if I, like, laid my socks out, but it didn't, like, feel right, like, in my mind and, like, my body, I had to, like, keep doing it. Because yeah. if, if I, because if it didn't feel right, like, something bad would happen. Like, no, I don't know what happen. would happen. And it, it like... 30 to 40 minutes of me doing that. And I was like,
2: what the fuck? Like,
1: I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like freaking out. Like, like, what's wrong? with?" Like, I knew it was insane. Yeah. But like, like, you just don't, can't help it. And now like, I still have those, the feeling, like the discomfort, but I just know through practice, like just stop and it'll go away like pretty fast. And also I'm medicated.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the club. So am I. (laughs) What do you take? Oh
1: man, I'm on like a whole lot of, I don't really know how to pronounce it. I think it's escitalopram.
0: Oh, I'm on Lexapro. I don't even know. I think
1: it might be the generic of that. Oh,
0: escitalopram? Yeah. E-S-C-I-L-A.
1: Escitalopram. That's what I called it. (laughs) But then someone was like, that's not how you pronounce
0: it. Every time I go to get my pills, I'm like, escitalopram. So you're on the same (laughs) thing? Yep. Let's fucking go, dog. 40 milligram gang. 40?
1: Yeah. Oh, let's go. I'm 25. Oh, shit. Damn, (laughs) you fucked up. Yeah, I'm fucked
0: up. Especially in the last year, but. I mean, you've been on a journey of getting better for years. I'm, I'm just starting that journey. Oh,
1: congrats. Thanks. Yeah, I, I was taking like, I think it was the same thing as Lexapro back then. And I was on it when I was a kid and then I went off it. I don't remember why. I think I just stopped.
0: So like, how did you split your time when you were a kid? Because I did like every other day. I was just you back and back forth. You go back and
1: forth? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, sounds, that's, uh, that sucks. That was uh, intense. It was like, I was mostly with my mom. Um, One because she's a teacher at the school I went to so she just <laughs> drives me to school.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, so it was like most of my mom and then every Thursday I go to my dad's and then every other weekend I'd be at my dad's
0: Okay, see if I ever were to get divorced which let's hope I don't But right. if I were to I would prefer the every other weekend thing or just like Figuring out a way that the days make more sense because my parents live so far apart And then I would be going like Monday, mom, Tuesday, dad, Wednesday, mom, Thursday, Friday, dad, Saturday, Sunday, mom. It was so confusing. So you were
1: with her on all the weekends?
0: I was with her Saturdays and Sundays. And then like I would stay with my dad on Fridays. And then Saturday mornings, he would like take us to do some sort of an activity before he'd bring us back to our moms. I wouldn't even say it was bad in the sense that they like hated each other. My dad is just super awkward and like doesn't know how to like. Like, he didn't know how to react around her. And my mom was, like, definitely angry and, like, not super chill. And, like, the two of them together, just, it was, like, so awkward. Like, got, <laughs> they communicated through me and my sister. Like, oh, it was that's always good. that weird vibe of not chill. It wasn't chill.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I'm lucky that my parents, like, were always, they remained, like, friendly. And they're still friendly.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I dread every family gathering. It's, like, my wedding like i'm just gonna elope in vegas like yeah. tell no one <laughs> it's smart. it's easier cheaper way. cheaper easier less stressful less emotional drainage like it's just the way to go
1: yeah smart
0: <laughs> you know more about ocd than i do so what do you call it like if you need to spin a cup to be in the perfect position like what are what is that called is that like compulsions
1: yeah i think it's just like one of the compulsions i think a lot of people have different stuff i still have this now um I'll be rinsing my toothbrush off yeah, and I'll like do it way more than I need to. Yeah. Like under the water because everything has to be off it. But, uh, I'll just get out of it now. I'll be like, all right, stop and then do it yeah. and then walk away and it's fine. But, and it's really just when I'm alone. Like if I'm like, I don't have anything right now. If I'm with people doing stuff or if, if I'm yeah. alone and, and recording and like thinking about something else, um, then it's fine, but if it's just during downtime, shit like yeah. routine, morning shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. I feel like when you're alone, no one's watching you. You like you're in your own mindset. Like you're kind of
1: yeah. Part of it's people watching. I don't want to do it around people. But when I first had it at school, like I'd do shit, and people were like, "What are you doing?" And I'd be like, "Nothing, dude. You're being weird. <laughs> <laughs> like you're the weird one, not me. I'm
0: fine." <laughs> <laughs> I I do want to say though as. You have such a positive and happy energy. So I am smiling and like laughing with you. I just want to say how much I respect you sharing this. And also I know that right now you've made so much progress, but I can only imagine how hard that was for you mentally and even still is now. I don't know if you've ever done cognitive behavioral therapy. I'm sure you.
1: I haven't. Really? i heard about it though. Have you?
0: I do cognitive behavioral therapy for my anxiety because I have like severe panic disorder and I get afraid of like certain things happening. So like my a big thing for me is I'm really afraid of losing my grandma. She like stepped in in my life when my parents got divorced and kind of stepped in as a motherly figure for me. And so I've always associated with her, like her as something that protects me and keeps me safe. And so the thought of not having her actually has me so anxious to the point where I will like alter my way of living to make sure she's okay at all times. Like during COVID I moved back to New York and I stayed there for over a year and a half and did not leave my house for over nine months. Didn't go grocery shopping. Didn't go anywhere. Like Did you me, live with her? Just the two of us. I didn't let anyone in the house. Like my dad was with his girlfriend in Florida. My sister lived in London. And like we were just on strict lockdown. And so I had to do a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy to train myself during that time during that time so that I would get myself to leave the house because uh, I was so afraid if I left the house that I would come back and give her COVID or like get her sick so I actually had to do exposure therapy to teach myself okay like if I I wouldn't sleep with her every night and I had to start doing okay if I don't sleep with her on a Monday then I'm like teaching myself, okay, on Mondays it's safe to not sleep with her and she wakes up and she's fine. She's okay. I'm getting a little intense. But there was this one time where my grandma and I were barbecuing hot dogs and she loves hot dogs. Like she fucking loves hot dogs. And she downed three hot dogs and I won. And then I was like, all right, bye. Like I'm going out. I have plans. And then I went back home. When I got home, she had some sort of like episode of food poisoning that really mimicked a stroke like like it actually mimicked a stroke because what had happened was she got so sick that she kept throwing up and going to the bathroom a million times that she got so dehydrated
1: food poisoning is the worst she
0: couldn't stand up she collapsed in front of my eyes three separate times and like now since that day i forbid her from eating hot dogs like she's banned from hot dogs did you feel sick no i was fine but then she told me so i rushed she's her to the like, hospital oh, but i'm allergic to hot dogs <laughs> no it was like a whole thing i had to rush her to the hospital she was there for like three days they were trying to figure out if she had had a stroke or something because it just didn't make sense and then when we got back home from the hospital turned out the hot dogs were nine months expired jesus And so, like, obviously she was unwell. Like, she got so sick from that. But since then, like, she knows she's not allowed to eat hot dogs. Actually, my dad sent me a picture of him and her barbecuing, like, a month ago. And I was like, she's not eating a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's not allowed. I'll have to move back to New York if she's eating hot dogs again.
1: I'm moving back to New York just to be on hot dog watch.
0: Literally that's how crazy my anxiety is and like the ways in which it manifests.
1: What did you guys do for nine months together? You, you have no for, idea. Like scrabble and stuff.
0: I would just like play Animal Crossing. She would cook like three meals a day. We would like we would go for drives in the car, but like the windows stayed up. Like I was so scared. We I don't even know what we did. Like looking back, I can't imagine like how we passed the time, but we somehow did. And honestly, I'm so grateful. I've never like I'll never get time like that with her again. And it was amazing. But mentally I was fucked like I needed to expose myself I mean the fact that I'm back living in LA haven't been home since Christmas this is the longest in my life I've ever gone not seeing her so this is all part of my CBT and like the exposure therapy it's super hard but
1: is it just like doing stuff you don't want to do until you realize it's fine
0: it's like that and that's why it's really hard but like it's like doing stuff you don't want to do but in minuscule like step-by-step ways so your therapist will validate, okay, even though this might be an irrational fear, like you have it. So instead of just saying, just stop sleeping with your grandma or just leave her home alone for the night, like, no, how about for one night, you don't sleep with her. How about for one day, you don't ask her if she's okay. Like you just add like one thing on your mind and you slowly add it. And then with time and Lexapro, you like slowly get there. And and lots of Lexapro. (laughs) You get to a point where you can kind of, just like coast like I still have my grandma she leaves me a voicemail at six in the morning when she wakes up New York time so that's 3 a.m here so at 3 a.m LA time I get a call from my grandma and she always leaves me a voicemail that just says good morning and that's my way of waking up knowing that she woke up and that's like still really fucked up but like it works for me to like just trust that she's okay you know yeah. But yeah, that's enough about me. Let's get back to you. I don't want to talk Wait, about me. I'm not
1: me. done talking about your grandma. <laughs> <That's> <laughs>
0: oh, you want to talk about hot dogs again? <laughs> no, no.
1: What, You got more questions?
0: Mm-hmm. So as a man growing up at a young age, especially when, you know, there's bullying around and you kind of touched on how people would ask you what you were doing in school and stuff, what was it like growing up struggling with this disease? And do you feel like it ever kind of puts you on... Like, the outskirts of friend groups or popularity, like, did it affect you in a deeper way other than just the disease? Uh, not really. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> no,
1: nah, I was always, like, fucking super popular. <laughs> no, because I was always just, like, silly. And it didn't make me, like, not do things like that I would normally do. It just kind of slowed me down right, on my own stuff. Right. I never really got bullied that much um, because of it. I, I I hit it pretty well, except like a couple of times when people are like, you're being like, what are you looking over there a bunch of times for? Yeah. I was like, I'm don't not. worry about it. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't say it. But uh, yeah, it didn't really, I don't think it did affect my relationships. And I didn't really get bullied that much just by like my brother at home.
0: It happens. I mean, that's just siblings. That's yeah. just sibling so stuff. That's just siblings. But that's did really you, nice. Did to you hear. get
1: bullied or, or were you the bully?
0: Oh, no. I. I definitely got bullied. There was a phase where I got bullied, but then there was also a phase where I feel like
1: p- girls are more fucked up.
0: It's interesting though, because I feel like men don't really talk about their struggles with mental health. And I'm not saying you talked about it when you were in high school or middle school. I don't think you were out there. walking around not really. like I have OCD. Like, I don't think you did that, no, but it is really interesting to hear that. Like you struggled with a very debilitating disease. It's just interesting that there was no bullying that happened to you and you were able to still kind of, Go through your own experience with that And like At what age did you start taking medication?
1: Probably like 12
0: Okay So were your And your parents were like Supportive of it?
1: Yeah for sure They were, Well they were like You're You're being really weird <laughs> <laughs> Like You're fucked up dude Let's get you in some therapy And I was like No And then like uh, well, I didn't say no, but then, like, I went to some child therapist and she was like, Why don't you draw something? And I just, like, didn't talk or whatever. Cause I was yeah. like, I'm f- like, I don't know how to open up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm fine. <laughs> no, Honestly, it was that, bad. Of, uh, I was like, terrible at opening up until r- like last year when I started therapy. Yeah. And I was like, it was like mid pandemic. It was like after a breakup and I was like, not doing well. And I was like, I should probably go into therapy. Because one of my best friends, it's like a couple of years ago, I, I went over to his house and he's called me a, you know, Noah, our most emotionally stunted friend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Just because like I'm not good at, or I am now, but before I wasn't good at like opening up and telling people like if anything's wrong or something. But therapy helped with that because you have to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, that's all you do. You don't have a choice. Is to uh, talk about everything that's wrong. Yeah.
0: But I just have a lot of respect and it's a really interesting perspective to hear like hearing from a male on their journey of mental health, especially when it started at a really young age. It's like interesting and nice to know that it didn't affect you in the sense that like you weren't an outcast. You weren't like treated differently for something that was out of your control. And that's really great and amazing. But that being said, I guess I want to ask what your advice would be to People who were like you when you were younger and people who are like you now, like, what is your advice to men struggling with their mental health?
1: I don't know. I guess like talk to your friends more because I would never do that. Like my mom. There was this kid uh, named Jordan who, and his parents got divorced like years before and she was like, you should talk to him about it like, I'm not fucking going to ask him. I'm just going to like, I'm going to move my cup from here a bunch of times and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he doesn't want to hear that from me. Yeah. But I'm sure he would actually have liked to, been like related to. Yeah. been. I just always felt like I was putting people out. If I was uh, told them, like wanted to talk to them about like my problems. It's right. like, no one wants to hear about my problems. They just want.
0: To play. To play. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> to play. <laughs> and I'll
1: move the cup and it'll be fine. no but i think yeah i guess just talk just like open up about it because everyone's like i don't know when you're a kid i think you look at people and they're like oh if i was them it would be fine like you don't see at least me you don't see people and think about oh they're like struggling yeah like everyone else is so i think just yeah probably just talking to people
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that's great advice.
1: It's easier said than done,
0: though. Oh, 100%. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I actually really appreciate it, and I appreciate you coming on here. I know I really just wanted you on here to have fun, and I just took a total turn to talk about you know, some personal stuff, but I do think it will be super beneficial for my listeners. But now we're going to move back on to talking about your new ventures, what's going on in your life, your career, and i want to hear more about cheetah obviously and yeah. what's next for you so we're gonna play a brief little intro video for you guys to see one oh, of no way noah's tiktok so that you guys can get some context on what his sound is like and what cheetah sounds like and all of that so we're gonna play it for you guys right now
1: oh whoa surprise to me that uh, uh, roll it
0: hey yo cheetah
2: what's up
0: trying to make some lasagna and i need you
2: yeah, no problem, bro. I'll teach you. Grab a pound of any ground, meat you like. We gon' use turkey to keep it light. Then you chop an onion.
1: Who's making me cry?
2: Brown it up and pour the grease out. Add your sauce and turn the heat down. Make sure that you season it.
1: When can we put some cheese in it?
2: Now yeah man, first you gotta Mix up mozzarella and ricotta Add some eggs and parmesan
1: I feel so Italian
2: Add some fresh parsley Now it's time to get to layering It goes sauce, pasta, cheese And then repeat again
1: How many layers should there be?
2: At least three Then cover it in some foil And bake at 350 degrees
1: It's been baking for like 45 minutes Cheetah I'm so hungry When will it be time to eat?
2: Not yet. Remove that foil. Add some more cheese. Let it all broil.
1: Can I eat it right
2: now? Not yet, man. Let it cool down. <sighs> it's so good.
1: Wow, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like a lot of. Uh, I'm pretty stupid, um, and Cheetahs teaches me a lot of life skills because he's super wise.
0: Very yeah. wise beyond his years.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot of uh, him teaching me how to cook. Cooking's the easiest thing to do in a minute um but we we do some other stuff like he uh he has a dental practice so he he <laughs> kind of walked me through like going to the dentist because i was pretty scared he taught me how to talk to girls on hinge
0: wow i yeah. didn't see that one
1: it's one of the earlier ones we did i, I think the second one we
0: should probably play that one too should we play yeah roll it i just matched with a girl on hinge oh for real oh yeah but i don't know conversation should begin
2: just chill
1: i can't i'm kind of freaking out
2: all you gotta do is ask some shit just something like hey how's your weekend been she just
1: responded with pretty good how about you how about all right shame can i see your boobs
2: girl what the hell that shit ain't gonna work before you get some news you're gonna have to learn how to flirt how do i do that I just asked what they sign is, and whatever they say I say no way that's what mine is So you
1: telling me to lie to these bitches?
2: Yeah man she lying to you with all the filters on her bitches. Oh
1: yeah Oh my god she wants to meet up
2: Well give it her the address, sit back and put your feet up
1: There she is at the door
2: we'll let her in man, what you waiting for?
1: Oh my god Cheetah? You guys know each
2: other? Yeah I might have hit that And you fucked my mother <laughs> Oh, that's crazy.
1: That was a good one. And that was an that, early one. one.
0: I'm so glad I finally saw yeah. that one.
1: <laughs> his voice is a lot deeper.
0: It really is. Because
1: like in the early videos, his voice was a lot deeper. But It's
0: interesting to see how he's, he's yeah, grown. Yeah, yeah, Changed.
1: But uh, so it's a lot of that. And then we just like kind of hang out outside of it, you know. Yeah. Um, Does he teach you how to filming? draw?
0: Or is it you who knows how no, to no, draw? No,
1: no. That's me. That's all me. I that's was doing funny. that before he, he got involved. I was doing these little drawing videos.
0: Okay. So that was before his time. Yeah.
1: I did right. a, a shrimp who's a pimp. A lot of it's rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin golfing.
0: <laughs> so would you say your your comedy is like aiming towards adults and like more on like the adult swim vibe, like family guy, you know, Bob's Burgers type vibe? Or is it more like catering to any audience? Like a kid could watch it or an adult could watch it. I'd say it's it.
1: like adults and poorly parented kids would, <laughs> would be my main Too audience. Too much freedom. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of kids like the the people who do me the most are like little kids <laughs> and amazing. they're like, we're just watching it. Uh, like duetting on TikTok, and they're like, Hey, you I it Okay. Like uh, a couple of times it's happened. Like little kids on their parents, Instagrams will send me voice messages. Like, Hey, you mean? <laughs> <What's up? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> you're
0: like, are you sure you're allowed to be? Doing yeah. This and then right? I'll
1: get a message for like, Sorry, that was my kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. Okay, so you said at the beginning that you've kind of started to get recognized, that you've been recognized, quote, eight times. So
1: It was around that. Is I that, like, think. what is, What, <laughs> what has know. that
0: been like? Tell me about an interaction with someone who recognized you.
1: Well, the most embarrassing one was in line at Ralph's, <laughs> and I was, like, wearing some of, the, like, this new merch that I hadn't like announced yet,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. um, we just got it in. I was like, I want one, so I just just put it on. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, oh yo, I love your videos, man. I was like, oh thanks, man. New merch dropping soon, and he's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't give a shit. <laughs>
0: it's like I don't want the merch. I just want more videos. <laughs> yeah. It's like come on, you can buy
1: it. But yeah, it's just been that. Like walking down the street, someone's like. Oh, I love your videos, bro. And I'm like, thanks. And then it's just like <laughs> the rest of the day is awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. that's. A, I mean, that's super rewarding. And yeah. it's, it's nice to know that people are actually remembering what you're putting out there. Again, content that sticks is like everything right now because we're like flooded with so much. Our for you pages never end. So like for you to be creating videos that people are remembering and seeing you on the street and remembering it, like that's huge. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so how has your life changed since you found the success on TikTok? Like, what's, has anything been different for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't wrote a, a chorus to a song in, like, seven months. <laughs> it's kind of lit. It's pretty sick. Because, like, I can only write so many songs about, like, girl, your body, it's so hot, and <laughs> I love you, and shit, <laughs> like, R&B shit. But, yeah. I mean, I lo- it's my favorite music to listen to, but, of like, course. I'm not. I can't do that forever. But, you know, get a little more money. Yeah. <laughs> like ads and stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely just creating way more. Yeah. Because when I was making just regular music, it's just like you make it and then, like, oh, it might come out in like a year. Right. Or you, something. you don't even know. With yeah.
0: TikTok, it's like you make it that day and you can yeah. just hit post like, immediately.
1: I, TikTok, it's like you got to keep going.
0: Yeah. Like, the n- algorithm's hot. Never stop. Going. You can't <laughs> ever stop.
1: It's like, all right, we got everything for this week. And then all uh, right, we got to do next week and then the next week. And then I was like, what? And then for our, the rest of our lives until we die, <laughs> like we have to just keep doing it.
0: Tell me a little more. So you have this TikTok following now. You have the Instagram following and people are starting to recognize you. You're really taking off. But what is next? What are you looking to do next? How does this expand past TikTok and the larger audience? Like what's next?
1: Definitely keep growing the TikTok because it's like, it's a big part of every of life. Oh, yeah. It's important. <laughs> but uh, I'm, uh, I wanna, I'm trying to develop a show, a TV show, Amazing. with me and Cheetah, an adult kids show type thing, and like, I don't know, like fucking food network show would be tight. That'd be so <laughs> sick. A food yeah. network show, Are you kidding? Yeah, with just me and Cheetah, just cooking shit, singing R and B.
0: That would be so fire. So, <laughs> what's the name of your show? Are you able to share it?
1: Yeah, I mean it I don't it's not a show yet, but it would be called Good Boys House. That's also my website where you can get my merch.
0: Oh yeah, we'll put it up. But we don't It'll be we
1: don't have international story. shipping so <laughs> Poland's off limits, sorry. Yeah. Sorry for my little Sorry in Poland.
0: Poland or outside of the country, but yeah. anyone here But
1: we're working on it. We're working on it, international shipping. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, congratulations. I'm super excited for you and can't wait to see what's next. And I'm sad I missed the premiere of your pilot the other day. I was trying to go, but I couldn't get off work in time. So oh, it's all good. I'll, I'll, have sh- I'll to, send you a link. Yeah, send me a link. So before we wrap up on my podcast, I do something every week. It's a little segment called Owl Piece 3. And it's basically just you or whoever is on the episode that week shares Three of their favorite songs at the time Or whatever mm. songs fit the theme of the episode So I kind of feel like I want to tweak it a little Because you told me how much you love R&B So can you tell me your top three R&B songs right now?
1: Oh my god Wait, let me go into my
0: Totally fine
1: Lake Spotify. Totally fine I've been listening to um, Silk Sonic a lot Interesting Yeah, just because they're so good Yeah, they're, they're fine um, uh, What is that song? After last night, Silk Sonic with Thundercat, Um, that one, uh, "Love Again" by Alex Isley and Jack Dine. Okay. Um, And what else do I got? Oh, "Moonlit Room" by Umi. I like Umi. She's sick.
0: Butterfly is that one of?
1: That's one of the ones on her new. Yeah, I like that song but I like Moonlit Room the best.
0: All right, you just gave me three songs I don't know, so I'm going to have to tune in to all of them, and they will be on the playlist.
1: I pretty much exclusively (laughs) listen to, like, (laughs) R&B. My friends will play me, like... Classic rock songs that like everyone should know. I'd be like, I've never heard this. Yeah. Be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I ever listened to. That's
0: amazing. All right. Well, thank you, Noah, so much for joining us today. I had the best time talking to you. I laughed. I talked about deep stuff, but laughed about it at the same time. And I appreciate you being so open with me. You guys can find Noah at Good Boy Noah on TikTok and Instagram. And hopefully soon you guys will be able to find his show. And, yeah, I just can't wait to see what you do next. You've been killing it. I'm super proud of you and excited for you. Thank you so
1: much. Thanks for having me. me. Congrats on the podcast, too. Thank
0: you.